Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Grant, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, George. Hello, music lovers. And Liam. Hello, everybody, music lovers, music fans, and people who just love the sound of our voices. Got to be nobody. There'll be a few. There'll be a few. Okay. Must okay. be. A few Hello to you. Do. That's you life partners. Sometimes when I get work from home on my own and my partner's not here, I literally listen to our own podcast so I don't feel lonely. Because it's like mm. you're here with me, guys. Nice. There we go. Awesome. Well, let's continue the intro. <laughs> yeah. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless. And we talk about why they love it, what they love about it. And at the end, we decide if we agree that it's flawless. We've got a Facebook group. It's called Flawless Friends and Family. What an alliteration. <laughs> we would love for you to join. Tell us what you think about your favorite albums and your favorite episodes of Flawless. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Flawless Friends and Family or it's in the end notes. In the show notes, yeah. Show notes. We also have a Patreon and you can back us from as little as a dollar a month. And no matter how much you back us for, you'll get access to our special bonus episodes. You can find those details at patreon.com forward slash flawless AMP. Now today, tonight, this morning, this evening, whatever time you listen, we have a special guest in attendance. Do you want to introduce yourself, please? Hello, everyone. My name is Kelly. And I am here to talk about music because I like listening to music, but I also do things in the real world, such as <laughs> working in science communication and working with social media, um, and then also running other social media projects, um, including one called We Are Brisbane, which is a rotation curation Twitter account. Awesome. There Fantastic. you go. And those details will also be in the show notes. In the show notes. Now, big on the socials. Please tell us what if you nom what do you propose to be a flawless album for us today and our listeners who can't wait to hear. So today's flawless album, I believe, is United by Fate by Rival Schools. And you don't have to carry, you don't have to coach it in you believe just say, it's flawless believe this is this is going to be flawless according to you it is I, already yeah. according to me it is yeah. I never want to enforce or make anyone feel uncomfortable but <laughs> no yeah. no please do no mic drop it just flawless yeah. mic drop just flawless. It. Done. done don't even explain anything afterwards just so context please uh, two thousand and one album forty two minutes long united by Faith. <laughs> yeah so why how we all Oh, yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. you may say. In this in this time, in this year that it is this year, <laughs> it is wonderful to be united by fate. Correct. Um, but yeah, this is the album that makes me feel like I had grown up musically. Wow. Um, the growth album. Yeah, kind of going back into context of when I was a young teen and had discovered bands like Good Charlotte and mm -hmm. other such mm -hmm. poppy punk bands. Um, this was the album that I thought, oh, 
my music tastes have matured because now I like music that <clears throat> old people appreciate. Bless you a lot. Not us specifically, necessarily. No, sure. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take it personally, but it's not about us. She's more comfortable with that. How, did, how did you discover them? How did you find out who they were and what they were doing? Mm. Again, uh, a lot of my music that I listen to have been. Uh, in Australia, when bands have come internationally with music festivals, so mm-hmm. they came and played a music festival called Soundway Festival here in Brisbane. Um, and then again, yeah, went on to the internet and checked them out. Yep. And I was like, this is my jam. Mm-hmm. My jam. As simple my as that. My flawless jam. <laughs> Your flawless jam and proposition. <laughs> I love it. All right. So Sidewave, and, and you back catalogued this thing. Yes, From I there. did. Yeah, it was, they don't have a huge back catalogue, uh-huh. um, so not a lot to go through, but, you know, solid, solid back catalogue. Well, they had yes. one album in 2001, and then they brought out their second album in 2011, mm-hmm. and then the third album in 2013, but they'll all do different stuff now. Yeah. And then so. the guitarist Ian Love quit the band for the second time. He's like, nope, I'm serious this time. This time I mean it. This time I mean it. I mean it. I'm done. Damn it. Yeah, but his solo album, his first solo album, Ian Love's first solo album, is absolutely fucking beautiful. Cool. And there's a song called The Only Night, which is by, um, which is on his first record. And it, it's such a beautiful song that it makes me have like almost a cry. So mm-hmm. Ian Love is allowed to quit. And yeah. join because his surname is Love. He can do anything. <laughs> so, yeah. I got the feeling being that one and done, and they, <laughs> they, they'd all come from other bands, so they were all like, oh, hey, We're all in so many can other I, bands. Can I <sighs> hang on a second, hold on to it? And then they did an album, and then so we think of a band as like a group of people who just once they're a band, they hang out together forever because you've got to because you've got to be recording and practicing and playing live. Mm. These guys struck me as, hey, we're not doing anything for the next six months. Let's be a band. Let's write an album together, put it out. Oh, okay. Kind of half start working on a second one, but then Ian Love leaves and they're just like, well, we're not that necessarily attached to this band, but we've got five other bands we've also all got going on at the same time. So let's go away, do that, and come back together if it feels right. And then it felt right again in 2011 and 2013. And then when that finished, they were like, okay, well, like – it's not this band of like, this is our lifetime dedication and we'll never be mm. another band. But this one is more like, hey, we're three, four people who get together, work well enough together to do something. But it doesn't have to be a thing that's a band forever, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You got really excited a second ago. What was it about? Tell us oh, about, tell us about where they all came from, George. Oh, my God. It's because it's how I found out about them. Because right. of where they came from. Because they can't, oh, bloody hell. So Walter Schweifels came from freaking Gorilla Biscuits, Youth of Today, and fucking quicksand who i was absolutely listening to and then ian love had his solo stuff which i heard after the fact um don't know about cash but sam siegler was the drums on youth of today which is how he knew walter and he was in judge for fuck's sake and then he was the drummer in glass jaw in the year before this album came out everything you are uh, everything you trust to, to know about silence, whatever the the main glass door debut album. He and I could not freaking believe. So from my perspective, when I read about a new band called Rival Schools and it was these guys from these bands, I was like, holy shit, 
they're going to be a new hardcore super group, like mm. dirty hardcore mm. super group. Just I'm from just where. amazed that, that, that you got so excited and none of them appear to have been from the UK. Because uh, that's what I thought we were going to do. No, usually they're, they're, they're all US no, post-punk they're, they're all New, like, <laughs> New York. post-punk yeah. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were like a super group, from, but came from the hardcore scene, but then they did a massive kind of departure from that mm. into rival school, schools, which was like completely like post-rock melodic stuff. Yeah, um, definitely yeah. not hardcore. No. So I literally read about them in a magazine and got so excited that on the day the album came out, I went and bought it because mm. I was like, dude's from Quicksand. Well, look, there's a bit of a theme from the early 2000s for you when you were doing that, it seems. Yeah. I like to maybe, well, when I could afford it or when something could happen for me or whatever, I would either download CDR or whatever. But this was one album that I was like, nah, I'm going to go and buy you. Uh, it had a nice green cover with people, mm. like illustrated people jogging kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, so I bought the CD when it came out. Um, you'll like this, though. Grant, uh, Luke Ebbin, the producer, was the person who reinvented Bon Jovi. But randomly, he Did also... They need to be reinvented? <laughs> from what to what? From what to what? <laughs> yeah, no, like, how do you go from like epic from, amazing yeah, to... Have you got, well, have you got more context for that line? It was back, yeah. back in like 2011, I think it was. <laughs> they they hadn't been doing stuff for a while and people had kind of forgot about Cockrock and then he helped rejuvenate them. So there we go. But as a curveball, uh, I am going to sing a little line from the song that he co-wrote. Hey there, Delilah, ain't you the, the looking pretty? Because he wrote the Plain White Tees song, Hey There, Delilah, which was all over the radio for a very long period mm-hmm. of time, and I couldn't stop hearing it. Um, so that was like a total curveball. And then Rich Costi, who did the mixing, has done everyone from Sigaross Muse Biffy Clyro to Jurassic Five and then Mastodon and Frank Turner, Foo Fighters and Blondie. They this is like supergroup mixing, supergroup mixing and supergroup um band. Like so when like I read all of this when it came out I got very excited. So when Kelly nominated it, I might have got a bit excited. Nice. Just sounds like you may have got a bit of time. So Kelly, have you seen have you heard no? Have you heard the other two albums, Pedals and Found? Yes, and, I absolutely have. And do you think they hold up to this one? Uh, I do think they hold up pretty close. Nice to this. Um, I because again, I came to my discovery of Rival Schools later in their so-called mm-hmm. career. I guess uh, the context of the super bands and whatnot was the reverse for me. I'm I, older than you, though. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Oh, uh. <laughs> it's a brutal session. <laughs> brutal Flies trends. in the sand, there's mark dropping. It's okay, we're united by fate here, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On, yeah. Um, so yeah, I found out about quicksand, for example, after. And then, so it was a reverse thing for me, falling and discovering these sort of, uh, I guess they were like the bands that started a lot of the hardcore scene to make it what it is, um, I kind of did the reverse. My discovery was, like, mm-hmm. always retrospective, really. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's love, really love, cool. And yeah, an application hearing about, requires. Hearing about a band and then going, oh, and these guys used to be in five mm-hmm. other bands, so now I'm going to go in five of those five other bands. It's awesome when that happens. Yep. 
Well, that's yeah. what I would do. I, I found quicksand and then went backwards. <laughs> and you've seen them at just that one uh, uh, pistol? I saw them at Soundwave. I saw them... Uh, they did a music festival in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So I uh, traveled from, flew from Brisbane to Melbourne down specifically to see them play. So it was a kind of like a mini hardcore kind of festival thing. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Poison City weekend. Uh, yeah, is, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so they uh, headlined for one random year. Cool. Um, so I nice. was like, I will go fly down because yeah. I think they were only playing that. I think. So Poison City Records are the people who do Camp Cope and Cable Ties, who we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I yeah, cool. they fit in that in similar previous space. episodes. Mm-hmm. I love yes. the little tiebacks. Yeah, That's nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at you go connecting the dots. Some may say United Buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope Poison City Records and Poison City Weekend are tied together because if they're not and they just happen to be the same, name the same thing, it's going to be very silly. They are the same. They are the same. That's fine. So it's not just like Melbourne is known as Poison City. City. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I've seen them play uh, that. But I've also seen more recently, I saw Quicksand play when they came out. (gasps) Shut the front door. Nice. Yeah, it was like, yeah, my little reverse history and catching up. But in the future. Mm. And yes, I have seen them play, if you're curious, twice um, at uh, the Reading Festival in 2002 when this they toured it was Europe. Was prom? Uh, yeah, when this had just come out, obviously. And then again in 2013, supporting Jimmy Eat World. Wow. Mm-hmm. Such a good that. game. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would work. It was so good. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, 2013. I hadn't moved yet. Reading Festival as well. So Reading in 2002 and then then with Jimmy World in 2013. Yeah. But I actually haven't heard their um, second and third albums. (laughs) I just went because I was just like, it's Jimmy World and and Riley Schools. Why why would I not go to this? This You know it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, And it was, they are both very, very good. Uh, They're like, knowing that they have, they were like a super group from, they are well-established musicians. They know how to play. They know how to play together. So um, professional musicians. Mm-hmm. Super perfect. Yeah, yeah, very professional. So yeah. So Kelly, did you want to tell us what the name Rival Schools and United by Fate comes from? Uh I, I wiki that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. Fine. Good. We yeah, all wiki that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. But as a guest. Uh, so they saw it, I think it was a computer game or an arcade mm-hmm. game or something rather, yeah. but it was the reverse. So it was, uh, I think they were talking about, because it was rival schools, colon, united by fate, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to get in trouble with the company that produced the game. So they made their band name rival schools, not united by fate. Yep. Um, Which I still think can get them in just as much trouble correct. using both parts of the title just in different areas. Yeah. Yeah. How big was this game? But at the time, it's huge. It was, but at the time, it was only in Japan, but now it's on the PlayStation Network. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's fun. Capcom. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yes. Good call. So good wikiing. Big in Japan, but not necessarily huge elsewhere. Yeah. And maybe rival schools weren't big in Japan at the time, so they got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> They're well well established. They waited a long time between albums, so they didn't cause too much attention. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because they're too busy doing other shit as well. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. This has got one of the perfect openers 
to say we're not in a hardcore band anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, so travel by telephone. It's only two minutes forty-seven, so it could be a hardcore track. Um, and it was their second single, and it was just their perfect opener to say we are post-rock melodic. Mm. It still opens with a fast-paced riff, so you, you, there's a moment there where you, oh, you could kick into could. hardcore here. Yeah, but that's the riff is the the centerpiece of it, and then it sort of strips back from there. Yeah, it doesn't go hardcore; no. it just goes into a really nice melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Walter comes out with vocal ranges that he's like, oh, I didn't use these before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm doing singing in a way that I've not done singing before. Mm. I've done a lot of shouting. Yeah, I think that was really surprising for me when I, obviously, first, my introduction was through rival schools and then going back. I didn't realize that his voice could do the hardcore stuff. And <laughs> I was just like, oh. You're like even more amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He can. Nice. Do, Walter can do everything. Yeah, he can do the singing. He can do the shouting, and he can do the growling and all sorts. So yeah, it's awesome. So um, you Grant, I uh, forgot to ask. Had you heard this album before? Not or, at all. Had you heard the Not band before? All. Nothing. Nothing. Nada. First impressions. No. Very familiar. Early 2000s. What is it like? Many bands of the early 2000s. I've said here Creed. I don't know if you remember Vertical Horizon. Even started writing Limp, but I don't think that actually is true. So um, there is a familiarity <laughs> I around that. I would put you in the bin. I would literally but, physically put you in the bin. Well, look, that would be interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> Just based purely on <laughs> gravity. Size differential. <laughs> yeah, 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 correct. Just you're right, the bin's not big enough. <laughs> um, but that's fair. Um, so, yeah, very familiar sound, um, and, and there is some comfort in that. And hmm. it's interesting that I, haven't, I didn't look back to back hello to hear the range <laughs> of the screaming. Don't do but it. I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is um, yeah, very familiar, um, like, era, I feel, of you can play, I could play stuff, like, I listen to it, and I go, oh, that's mm-hmm. there for me, for me personally. So, mm-hmm. Liam? Mm. I had never heard of them before. And really? No. That's that interesting. That surprises me. Well, they've never been on the radio in Australia. They were very... So I did a bit of research beforehand and I was like... Before you listened. Eh? Before like, I listened. Like, and I was looking at the names know. of the bands. Yeah. I was like, there's just something about... You can tell like that hardcore post-punk band, punk band names. There's just something about the names of those bands. You go, yeah, I know exactly what you sound like. Out of a name yes. generator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm looking at all <laughs> of them. Like, there's five yeah. or six band We've names. I'm like, yeah, that. okay, I know what all of you sound like. I know like. what you're about. And then I put it on and it was a bit more melodic than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a bit more sort of hardcore stuff. But I was like, yeah, it was very reminiscent of um, like that mid-afternoon set at the big day out. Yeah, I could picture like that. Like it's just, you know, there's three guys up there just doing their thing. In Australia, you probably wouldn't get a huge reception, a huge crowd for them, but they're just, yeah, they're part of that international lineup. And there's some bands here in Australia that sort of have used a very similar sort of sound. So Pollyanna jumped into mine, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's a few other bands that list came out around that time who were drawing on the same influences and very clearly heading in the same space. So that I was saying with Grant, I, it felt familiar even without having ever heard of them before. Awesome. So we've had... Different journeys, like the women in the room had a very different journey into this album yeah. than yeah. the men in the room. Nice. Cool. Okay, so as I said, our intro, um, Sweet Melody, um, even though Walter is, like, sounds a bit rough and ready, he's still pitched perfectly in his vocals. Mm-hmm. So, like, he hits all these notes, but he just still has that gruffness. Yes, which I really like. 
yeah voice. it's like it's a nice it's and that's comforting almost like he was like kind of like gruff guy that would look after you in a gig mm-hmm. <laughs> like, especially when he's playing this kind of stuff yeah um, and it's about a relationship that could be damaging just after like the one fight um which is like a theme that he's got a lot about like damaging relationships in this album um and it's got lyrics of which is like a, a really interesting kind of like concept of being with someone and then also give in it's our first fight but now that I see this side I won't I want to uh, more than I did before so it's like we've had our fight this has happened to us but now I, I want more of this. I want more of us. I want mm-hmm. more of everything mm-hmm. that's happening in this relationship, yeah. even if it, it might be a damaging thing. And it's like, and um, uh, there's a theme throughout this about being on the phone. So it opens with travel by telephone. And there is a whole theme on this album, um, which judging by his music musical past, this to me is an album written about a relationship where he's on tour or she's on tour or whatever and they are generally genuinely trying to make it work across telephone lines on on tour like back in like the 2000 and trying to make it work on tour mm. and that's the theme that I'm I kind of got throughout like half the tracks on this album um that he's bringing in about relationships anyone yeah, no, I, I, like, <laughs> I like that it was, it's a, it's at a point where it's like, okay, so is this relationship worth fighting for or is it better if we just go, like, I guess a lot of relationship songs are like, we've had a fight, so I'm done or we've had a fight, but I believe in it, so I'm sticking with it. But he's in that middle point. I of feel like, like yeah, he's still deciding. We're, we're in a yeah. fight, but I don't know which way this is going to go. And depending on which way we go, is that better for us, better for me, worse for you, what that sort of stuff. It's very... Uh, a lot of the themes are very introspective. It's mm-hmm. really, and I kind of feel like that's kind of why it feels like an adult mature album, really. Yeah. Because compared to what I had listened prior to that, i.e. bands like Good Charlotte, for example, um, you know, it was, yeah. There's like, a bit more emotionally, there's, mm-hmm. to there's this. More, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's also the album most in of it's told in first person as well. So it's all I this and you that. Like it's yeah. not he says this, she said that, or they did this, or whatever, like singing about people. It's more, yeah, it feel, and, it, and it feels like it. it doesn't feel like he's taking on a character. It's more just a feeling that he's having, an emotion that he's having in a sense. So it's always, yeah, I'm I, I, I. Mm-hmm. And then it moves into Everything Has Its Point, which I, that plucky, riffy guitar, and then the drums join in, mm. and then that falls back for the vocals, and then there's like harmonies come in. You're mm. like, ooh, hello. And then it lifts for that very brief chorus, um, and then has scratchy, tiny guitar bits in between the vocals. Mm. So it's like vocal, vocal, noise. Then goes back to vocals. Yeah, so the bass takes the lead on the melody when he's singing, which is really cool. Like mm-hmm. it's not does gets done a lot. Yeah, normally bass and guitar, bass just holding a rhythm and the melody over the mm-hmm. top. But this is like, yeah, he's scratching with the just playing three or four notes on the guitar and letting the bass hold the melody all the way through, which works really well. Mm, it's really Got good. Got my double tick. Nice done. Nice guitar and channel. And there's that that moment as well where it just suddenly goes offbeat. 
Yeah, I got. I wrote that down as well. There's like a, in the closing moments, there's like this tense thrashing of a tempo, like mid change, just a tweak of a change. Yeah, and it's the kind of thing you'd normally do live. Like your your recorder version would be standard, and then you'd mix it up live, and you'd go everyone would go, oh my god, that's so you've tweaked the version for live, but they're just like they've tweaked it for the album, which works really well. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like dun 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 dun, dun. Mm. and it's like oh nice, but like they they all do it themselves. They, they 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 all follow that journey as well. Mm, it's yeah. not like um, no the drums do it and everything else cuts out. Like all of it yeah. plays the bit. They all play. Mm. Yes. So, Grant, what else mm. got your double tick? Oh, good things, of course. Yeah, mm. um, so good, so good. Good things are coming our way. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, there we go. I mean, what more can we <laughs> it's say? A, it's a nice sentiment. Cheesy, straighty. You know, straight through yeah. the middle, mm-hmm. and that's that's me straight through the middle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big fist pumping moment in the chorus too, yeah. like just mm. the kind of thing you'd get a whole crowd of people fist pumping yeah. there. there Good things go. are coming our way, yeah. you know, singing along would be awesome. It was and, their third single, and it was mm-hmm. number seventy four in the UK charts, but not not in the US. Mm. So they they charted their singles charted in the UK, all of them, but they didn't chart anywhere else. But yeah, but that was their third single, and it has <coughs> lovely lyrics. It's uplifting. It, mm, it is, like, of which is you know. Coming from, you know, a post-hardcore melodic kind of stuff, it's usually quite sad down. or yeah. down, really, yeah. and depressing. But mm-hmm. you know, it's refreshing to get something, and you believe yeah. him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just yeah, like it's not a put on. Good things are coming away. Like he genuinely, it's this is a this is an up song. Mm-hmm. This is true. So do we do we have and any I, more? And I also, well, I actually thought the album closed really well with. Um, the last three, oh. being the favorite star, Sodan, and Hooligans for Love. I, I thought that was I, I like the it instrument. It closes yeah, on an instrument. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm, is this the first time we've had an album that's got lots of vocals that closes on an instrumental? No, I think we've had one. Feels before. like the sort of thing that used to happen all the time, and we don't. But we, the albums we cover don't tend to do it that much. No, hmm. I don't think yeah. we've had. We've had very. We haven't had many. If we've had many at all, yeah. Very cool. I wrote on mm. um, Hooligans for Life, like I kind of like went through the journey and wrote it all out. Um, and it had that kind of, hey, we're not playing hardcore anymore, but we still rock. Yeah. Kind we can of still vibe. do that cool. with our That's instruments. Good, yeah. um, and then they have that, there's a little silence and then they clatter bang all back together again. And then it's like, no, we're done. See, I didn't like that. Oh. I, thought, I, I, I thought it should have stopped when they all stopped. The, the clatter bang at the end is again, the thing you do live. So yeah. you, you stop on that. I love it when they stop on a dime on the end of the album, but then to come back with a boom would felt like the kind of thing you would do live and then have a bit of a thrash while everyone's clearing, cheering and clapping and stuff. Oh. But on the recorded version, I, I just it stopped and I was like, that's so awesome. Oh, no, they're back. Oh, oh. they're back. I love them. I love them oh coming back. I think maybe that's kind of almost their, I mean, their background of that DIY hardcore kind mm-hmm. of punk stuff where they're just used to just keeping it really rough and yeah keep it, yeah yeah keep it that's kind of like a punk thing yeah it's like da, 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 da. yeah uh, like and yeah live but also i'm recording yeah mm. see because there's yeah so there's a couple, those couple of things i think that 
for me would work better live than recorded but i oh. think it shows like they're thinking of themselves as a live band they're not necessarily they're yeah. yeah and they're not necessarily constructing these songs as like artifice to be a recorded thing like you can almost picture the three of them or the four of them playing it live in the studio with all four of them just like they all know their parts let's just get all four of them together and do the thing we don't necessarily have to record them all like they feel like they're that live band and they're setting that standard for mm-hmm. hey we're four guys who've got masses of experience mm-hmm. sure this is a debut but it's Four people who've yeah. got heaps of experience and we're a live band almost first and foremost and the, there's elements of that in the recording. Cool. There you go. It's true. You're, what, are you from well, yours, I was going to ask Kelly if you had no, any other Kelly. songs you, you love to talk about. Um, songs that you love on the album. There's a lot of like Use for Glue is a great mm-hmm. so good. song. Yeah. Last tight ending. That was yeah. their first single and it went to number 42 in the UK chart. Because it's super hooky and it's got like a big, mm. nice big yeah. riff in it. Yeah. It's it's like, it works really well on the radio. Riff. I can see that on the radio. Yeah, like they're cool. mostly quite catchy songs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of their choruses and things like you just want to sing along, really. Like you can't help it, really. And there's mm. like the, the chorus leader and reward is just epic. Mm. Like you just like the drive up and then at the end the... Yeah, I was like, yeah, I love it. But I love, you know, like I love a hat and yeah. a cheerleader or anything else. Um, so yeah, so it's just like a yeah to finish it off. Um, but when oh, so I'm not sure if it's I'm guessing it's Walter, but I'm not sure if it's Ian doing the guitar solos. But the um soloing isn't like I'm metal guitarist Mm-mm. wanky solos. No, it's. I'm playing a melody during a guitar solo or I'm playing like a, a repeating riff as a guitar solo, or I'm just climbing the scale. I'm doing something really interesting that you like to listen to that isn't just me going, meow, meow. Um, it's just all of the songs with a solo in them are just sound right. They don't, mm. sound, yeah. they don't sound like everything else doesn't everything like you can hear it level up in the mix so it's it's clear it's the center of the song at that time hmm. but nothing else cuts out like none of the other instruments are like we're all clearing space so that you can all look at this guy hmm. doing this wailing thing it's sort of like no no he, we're all still doing our thing he's just it's the the riff is the the centerpiece at the moment hmm. and that's got a real that's built around a that song is built around a really cool line Like that idea of, I assume, I mean, there's heaps of things, heaps of situations where that applies to women. But I, I was thinking the first thing that sprang to mind was a model who's like, yeah, she's a model, she's the best. And then the minute she hits a certain age, it's just like, no, cast aside, but not don't. told by anyone by cast aside. You just don't get the calls or you don't get the work anymore. Mm. It's just put aside. It's, yeah, it's a sort well, I can see why they released it as a first single. Mm, yeah, it was really cool. And then, yeah, good things was the third single. And. I really liked My Echo. Yeah. It was like a almost Britpop, UK-esque sort it of sound. Bouncy. It was Yeah, it was super, like almost not punk at all. Just yeah. way pop, pop rock, very yeah. sort of Britpoppy sound. Just super short and sharp and then it's just got that awesome guitar riff at the start mm-hmm. and then it melds into like the high pitch and the fuzzier sounds and then it's got the really cool lyric. And 
lyric, like the end of the song. Lyric really Buddies. Cool. Lyric Buddies. Oh, yeah, so cool. I have the same. Yeah, it's about him having no support from his partner at the end. Mm. And this is, again, he talks about interference, echo, and then it's end of the call. So this mm. is like coming into that theme. Um, and when you're talking about, like I said, it was 90s, mm. uh, definitely. Yeah. But I also said it, it sounded like if the Lemonheads played a bit rockier, mm-hmm. it kind of had that, like... Not like that kind of theme, so yeah. yeah but I guess like Britpop totally works. Mm, but mm. yeah, another issue of being on tour. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, which then going on tour is hard. I've been on sure. tour. Going on tour and maintaining relationships are difficult. And mm. um, yeah, and coming from the bands that they came from, like their touring experience is vast. So yeah, yeah. and <laughs> also being in DIY hardcore bands, yeah. um, mm. the touring experience is shit as well. And so, you've got to be doing all that shit for yourself. So you, you don't yeah. it's like it's not you don't go on for an hour and then that's the end of your night and you can just relax mm. and call partners and do whatever or go to big hotel rooms and do whatever. It's like no, no, you're working all night setting up and doing prep up. and selling merch and then afterwards you're selling merch <clears> and you're shutting down and packing it with the van and you've probably got to travel overnight to get to the show the next day. Mm. It's, yeah. Stop describing it, my former it life. Sounds like <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare, George. Mm. And you earn nothing. <laughs> you earn nothing. You sleep, is, yeah. you sleep on a sofa if you're lucky. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Um, so, uh, cool, mm. cool flawless fact. One of our flawless Patreon um, special bonus episodes was going to be about one-off songs on albums um, that you love so much, and that was going to be like a thing. So it's just going to be like a just all like a single from like or a song from a band um, as a, like a flawless contender as a flawless song. Mm-hmm. We still be. We haven't. We wouldn't rule it out. Which song on this album was already on my list? Mm. Have we Come talked on. about it already? I would say Undercovers On. Correct. Right. <laughs> Undercovers <laughs> On. There you go. Longest song mm-hmm. on the mm. album. And that was my um, perfect song for a flawless, uh, if we did the flawless um, special bonus episode, which I can't do now because we can't do songs from albums um, that we, we nominated. So you like, yeah. get it all out of your system now. So this is one of my... <laughs> yeah. So purge it now. Per- no. Move forward. Undercovers On is one of my favourite Cry Alone songs of all time. And not only that, it has been on so many of my playlists and so many CDs Mix CDs given to me by boys. Right. Mm. Do you have a cry in a group song? Cry in a group? You said, said cry alone songs. You said, yeah, no, no. Specifically, do you have a cry in group song? No, I don't cry in front of people. That would be awful. Um, I'm British. So, uh, no, it's just that song. <laughs> okay. um, fuzzy sounds and feedback intro into the guitar and vocals. It's just melancholy. Um, the guitar gets fuller as the vocals lift for the whatever you told me. And it goes on, like, just, oh, dude. And then the full band join in for the appar- apparition, counterfeit, worth his rare. Anyway, I'll stop ruining a song. Um, and then... It's a great build-up. It's a great build-up. It's a great build-up with a perfect harmony for overconfident maybe you're still here. Um, And then it builds up to that best bit of the um, lyrics of... Do it. 
why I cry alone. <laughs> that's why I cry alone to that song. Um, but then there's a guitar solo, again, not wanky. And then there's some doo-doos in there. And then that big, pleading, like, like high-pitched guitar, huge drums, all supporting the vocals. It's just this escalation before it just has, like, a small fade. It's That's my pitch for why <laughs> that song is my perfect song. So it would have been. It's got acoustic guitar, which I don't think any other songs have in the album. So it's just you can hear you can hear them strumming the acoustic, and there's a point where it cuts out in the bridge, and there are now three guitar parts all playing. So there's a acoustic, and then an electric playing melody, and then the electric playing a bit of a guitar, like a wailing kind of not a full on solo. So yeah, there are three guitar parts all layered together in the bridge, which were like they've just gone. I talked before about how they like where they're trying to construct the songs as they would do live, but you couldn't do this live because it's now got three guitar parts, but they've just gone, screw it, the three guitar parts work together, so we're just going to throw that into mm. the song and see what happens, which works really well. It's a beautiful song. It just hits me in the field every time. Mm. Liam, anything more from your song? Um, I really like um, The Switch. Just simple song mm. about spies yeah. making a switch. And just like a big chunky riff that goes in and just follows them through the whole way through the song. And just, yeah, not necessarily, a, like it's not necessarily more about that personal one. Like it's not necessarily I did this, but it's still, he's still in first person. Well, I felt like it was like they're trying to escape their lives, but pretending like the spies to mm. do it. Yeah, could like, be. Because, like, you know, they're like the lyrics or escalate to that whole moment of just going, you know, that we're trying to escape mm, mm. and um, we could start a new life or something in there. Yeah. But yeah, but like it is like spice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then something else that I liked off high acetate. So it's a lyric, but I won't drop it in because he's fuzzed over the top of it. So you can't actually hear it unless you say it out loud, um, which is creation with no hesitation. And I'm just like, do I like this band enough to get a tattoo with a line, a lyric from them? Because that's that's like an awesome forward little tattoo across the tree, across the arm there. But no, I don't. I'm not quite, <laughs> I'm not quite at that level what yet. You but, it, on it. but I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. So I think that's like the fourth flawless lyric, flawless band lyric that I want to put on my body somewhere. So you keep, <laughs> keep we're going to go through somewhere. the episodes and just keep finding them. Just like yeah. you're going to have a novel. Yeah, novel I've got I've got lyric. one from an album that was supposed to be nominated and at the last minute they switched. So. I'm almost um, tempted ooh. to nominate it myself. Yeah, <laughs> just so they Cause nominated because, it. No, because I fell in love with the album listening to it to prep for the episode and then literally standing in front of me. That was the Charlie Bliss episode. Ah. The guy was like, oh, I don't want to do that album now. I want to do this other one. And luckily it was, he switched to one that I knew, which was the Blue album by Weezer. So I'm like, we can do that. That's okay. I can mm -hmm. talk about that without having done any research. <laughs> but I fell in love with the other album that he nominated. I signed my uh, wedding register to my now divorced ex-husband to the Weezer Blue Album <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I just went oh shit we haven't picked music for this bit and <laughs> I turned to him and said did you choose something he went Weezer Blue Album I was like okay and then we signed the register and it was nice. like whilst everyone else mm. listened to Weezer yeah. <laughs> which cool. is why it's dead to me now yeah. um, mm. which is fine um, but um, Holding Sand mm -hmm. uh, so track 9 um, interesting because that sexy intro it sounded a bit like a quicksand intro, and then it was called Holding Sand, and it almost felt like it was oh, like, like a, a clever play on. Yeah, like a little play on, because it was a bit grungier. 
And but then the chorus was like this rock anthem style chorus, um, but then it was grungy again. Mm. They um, used some studio tricks in this song too, like they had a bit of layering and then muffled the vocals and drums through a bit of a thing, like not for the whole song, but just little bits, and then they'd come back with the pure vocals. So just having a bit of a play in the studio and seeing what works it was cool. And it had a nice lyric in there of you had your captive fan, and then what? She saw your face and it tied your hands. I don't know what it means, but I like it. <laughs> like, I like the concept, but like um, with other albums, it's been really easy to find song meanings and stuff like that online, and like descriptions from the band and like interviews and stuff. But I mm. didn't have like enough in me to find all the interviews that did about the album. Yeah, I found I found a few because a, a good search when I'm trying to do something is like oral history and then name of the band of the album because then like the, if they've got an oral history if someone's done like a re, uh, recap 20 years later and there was one that was like an 18 year after the fact sort of thing but they hadn't talked to the band at all. It was just this one guy's thoughts about the album 18 years later. Like, well, this is not that useful for me. <laughs> just like, <laughs> you should ask the band. Yeah. No. Never mind, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so, Kelly... Tell us, um, are, are there things that we haven't touched on that you, you're, that you feel like we're missing out on? Or do you want to go oh. final pitch? Oh, Up well, don't you. know if you've got any two ticks left. Yeah, I, I've, or, spoken, or to I've mm-hmm. spoken to mine. I've spoken to mine. to yours. I'm happy to mine. That's cool. Well, in that case, um, I think really as well the the kind of, as you say, the grunginess to it was kind of almost then another gateway into – Discovering grunge in the yes. 2010s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to kind of, you are I looking backwards, huh? I, yeah, maybe I was just born in the wrong decade. But, um, mm. yeah, it's that kind of was then my gateway to like, I like, then I went on to listen to bands like Local H and like other grungier bands. Awesome. It was like this, just, it was, yeah, it was a great the gateway time. band. Yeah. Great gateway time band. in my life. You went back Discovering things and, yeah. I'm emotionally and musically mature for my age. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> look mm, at fantastic. you go. There we go. That's awesome. Wow. All right. Um, George. George. Oh. Final thoughts on whether You're this all... is a flawless album or not. Well, so um, I learned about this band in a magazine before um, they came out. Um, and ah. so I literally like read about them. Um, that they were going to be bringing out a record and they name-checked bands that they'd been in. And I was like, okay, I'm going to need this record. But what I didn't realise was I needed this record because it was not quicksand and it yes. wasn't Youth of Today at mm-hmm. all. Um, like, well, it's definitely not Judge. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to listen to it because it did did warn you in the interview like all the article that it was going to be a a away from the hardcore scene mm-hmm. um and i still hold it as one of my um like heartfelt albums like kelly just like mm. you know these one of the albums that i just hold dear to me um however they did a thing they which, did a thing they did a thing mm-hmm. which was um they wrote a few absolutely amazing songs and then they wrote a few songs that I just feel like could they could have cut out. So how long was it? 42 minutes? Mm-hmm. 42 minutes. Songs, 42 minutes. Yep. Yeah, I feel definitely 
Um, I skip, and this will maybe upset Liam, <laughs> but um, I skip World Invitational. Um, that slow start panelling through, and I also skip the switch right. when I'm listening to this um, album, and then I just go back every time I go back to travel by telephone all the way through to the end of Undercovers On. If I'm in a good mood, I'll listen to good things, and then I start from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you make it to the instrumental. I don't like. Well, I know it's there. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I was there. I owned this when it came. I was sixteen when it came out. Like I owned it. Um, but I loved it to pieces. But I just got. I, I'd get to undercovers on. And I'm like, you've got nothing else for me. Mm-hmm. Like just because I love that song so much mm-hmm. um, that they they shot themselves in the foot from my perspective <laughs> because I didn't want to listen to anything else they did because I just wanted that song like 15 mm. times over. Um, so I can't say that from my perspective it's flawless, but I can say that it is a record I hold dear. Awesome. Nice summary. Cool. Liam. Hello. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Mm-hmm. Flawless for you or not? So yeah, it's got some. It's got really cool songs. Like I said, I hadn't heard of them before, but as soon as I'm listening to it, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like mid two thousands, Gold Coast Parklands. It's forty five oh, degrees. It's yes. three o'clock in the afternoon. I've got my hat on. I like I'm a nerd with a hat on. I'm but you're sun sit, safe. Sitting there, I'm trying to be sun safe, and I'm seeing these guys. I've never heard them before, but I can see what they're doing on stage. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm enjoying it. Um, the problem is, and so I really like that you've said that it's a gateway album for you. So you listen to this first and then that's what introduces you to like a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. My problem is some of the whole other thing that you've talked about, I'm there already. And so then I'm coming to these guys having already heard that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, but I've heard this so many times before, like a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And especially even when I was doing my music journalism stuff, I was listening to a lot of seeing like this also reminded me of a bunch of support bands. So I'd go and see like a headliner band and if, if a band sounded like this, like the local venue would go, yeah, you can come along and mm-hmm. open for, for that sort of stuff. And obviously they're a level above that, sure. but it just put me in mind of that. So I kind of, I was looking for something more, and especially once I found out how big of a super group they were. I was like, yeah, these guys, you know, it should be something really special. And for me, it wasn't quite up to that level. So I enjoyed listening to it, but I wouldn't call it flawless. Thanks, Liam. Great assessment too. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Sure. Um, so look, totally blind in this one from you know never heard the band anything about it never saw them live um don't even barely remember that year (laughs) element of familiarity um from the period Uh, i liked a lot of them and i think you you referenced george to having particular songs on it are really good and then but i found that it meandered from World Invitational, and I don't like to sound like I'm copying you. But I'm <laughs> um, for mine, World Invitational, and then the switch off pretty, pretty much enjoyed, but Holding Sand and My Echo, and you like My Echo, mm. didn't do it for me at all. And I felt that it it was, um, it further to your point, Liam, was there standouts, and there are there some standouts, but the whole thing in totality, I'd say no, and unfortunately it's because of, I felt they just lost it in the middle there, and I, I quite liked I could listen to it in turn, but it just, that meandering in the you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, not good enough for me. Um, but I can totally see yourself with your your 
um, Undercovers On being your, your song, and thanks for that. Oh, so <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks and, Scott. What are you trying to say about <laughs> Also, other people put them on mixed CDs for me oh, when, I, when I didn't want to go out with them. Sure. Yeah, it's not just me crying alone. <laughs> uh, it, 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 yeah, broken hearts strewn across that. Britain. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not challenging that. But, but Kelly, it was really great to listen, and, and thanks very much for proposing the album. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We've got a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So please join the conversation, share or like our posts, or give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. Uh, as mentioned, we also have that Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Flawless AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.